Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With us now is uh, Alexander Sherba. Mr. Sherba is the former Ukrainian ambassador to Austria, also ambassador at large for Ukraine, and the author of Ukraine versus Darkness, Undiplomatic Thoughts. Mr. Sherba, thank you very much for the time. I imagine the thoughts are very undiplomatic at the moment. Um, share with us, please, what what your perspective is of what's happening in Ukraine today. Is there? I mean, we're, we're hearing about Mariupol. We just had Mr. Gurin on from Mariupol. Um, what's the what What's the story? I almost feel silly asking this. What's the story today? Well, the story today is that. Um, uh, Russian army is stuck where it was a week ago. Uh, Russian army has failed uh, to capture a single uh, big city uh, or, or a single oblast center, uh, and there are 21 of those in Ukraine. Uh, they have only one, more or less, under control, Kherson, in the south, and uh, uh, barely even that, because people go to the streets every day and uh, chant, Russia, go home. So this is this is the big picture. Of course, the huge the huge uh, tragedy is happening uh, in Mariupol, the besieged city, wh- which has been effectively destroyed by the bombardments, uh, where uh, the national guards uh, and uh, Azov battalion is uh, uh, encircled by Russian troops, uh, and uh, uh, there is heavy fighting there. Uh, also, uh, for Chernihiv and uh, Kharkiv, uh, two cities nearest uh, uh, to Russian border, are under heavy bombardment. Also, not as heavy as a um, couple of days ago. So it's it's more or less more quiet now. I just told uh, told Mr. Gurin about a poll that was done in Canada and the United States where a plurality of voters in both countries disagree with the political decision to not establish a no-fly zone over Ukraine. The plurality of people in Canada and the United States say that was the wrong decision by Mr. Biden, the wrong decision by Mr. Trudeau, the wrong decision by Western politicians. How much of a difference do you think it might have made to the reality on the ground for Ukraine had NATO established a no-fly zone? Uh, the difference uh, would be huge, of course, because uh, w- they cannot uh, win face-to-face. They are losing uh, the, this war face-to-face, I mean, the Russians. Uh, but they have uh, this superiority, more or less, in the air, especially due to these, uh, you know, uh, cruise missile rockets, uh, uh, in this, in the in the east, uh, uh, where uh, our units uh, have less of those uh, Stinger Stinger missiles, uh, helicopters are doing a lot of damage to Ukrainian cities. It would have been really big, uh, and uh, I think it was a very very wrong uh, strategy by the NATO from the very beginning to claim we are not uh, entering. Uh, we are not uh, going to uh, impose a no-fly zone. I mean, uh, maybe even if you won't, uh, it wouldn't hurt from the very beginning to at least keep your silence once in a while, to make a mysterious face once in a while, not to exude this weakness every time 
in the face of the of, of Putin, who is impudent, who is um, actually showing uh, that the only thing that can influence him is uh, the language of strength, or at least the possibility of strength. Yeah, Mr. Sh- Mr. Shorby, you're uh, pardon me, <clears throat> you're the expert in diplomatic circles. What's happening right now? As far as diplomatic activity is concerned, what do you think? President Zelensky is calling for Putin to engage in meaningful peace talks. How do we interpret that after Putin has done such massive damage to Ukraine? What's happening in diplomatic circles? Well, Zelensky is uh, trying to doing his best to save his country. On the one hand, he is uh, leading the defense and showing that Ukraine is not uh, giving up. On the other hand, he is showing readiness to talk. Uh, for my taste, maybe a little bit too much of readiness to talk, quite frankly. I'm not in the government service right now, so I can I can afford uh, uh, saying that. And I have a little bit of doubts uh, when I look at the uh, Russian uh, negotiators that they sent to these, you know, talks with uh, either uh, in person or via Zoom. Um, where on the Ukrainian side so you have Minister of Defense, the closest, uh, closest advisors to Zelensky. And uh, on the Russian side are mostly uh, former politicians, basically nobodies. So I, uh, I have a little bit, uh, I'm a little bit concerned uh, if all these, you know, uh, negotiations aren't just for show on the Russian side, just to make sure that uh, ruble, ruble uh, doesn't fall uh, even lower and that uh, the economy doesn't default because uh, the markets are responding to the fact that either negotiations are going on or not. Uh, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, I have one minute left with you, Ambassador. Do you, do you, uh, do you see um, the situation changing at all in the next uh, weeks, because Putin can't, well, I shouldn't say can't go on forever, but uh, his relationship with the rest of the world is very damaged. Even China's taking a second look at him, we understand. Do you think he's getting enough pressure uh, that he will change his tune? Is there any chance of that? Uh, if he is capable of uh, thinking rationally at least uh, a little bit, 20%, 30%, he will uh, he will back down. Okay. Uh, there are ways for to, for him to do that without losing face. All right. But uh, the thing with Putin is he sometimes uh, isn't capable of that. If you want to hear more, subscribe to the Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.